Welcome to Daily MVS, your source for, what were we saying? It was like your source for daily news with a biblical worldview. Your feel-good source. No, we're not doing any kind of feel-good, positive, encouraging. We're not Caleb. (laughs) Pastor made that joke about the other stuff we're doing the other day. We're not your positive, encouraging news source. Daily MVS. We're not doing that. No. So, all right. Welcome, guys, to today's episode. I, if you don't already know, if this is your first time, I'm Jared Alrod, and with me is my co-host, Jonathan Wright. Jonathan, the right. Jonathan Wright. I'm always right. Baron guys. von Wright. Whatever. We can come up with some nickname later. Hey, guys. I want to start today's episode off with a new segment. It won't be an everyday segment, but it'll be. I, I, maybe a once a week segment or at least you know occasionally it's going to be called intern jeff so some of you may have heard of intern jeff if you watch geek church you've heard of intern jeff um but intern jeff was my first intern um he was actually my youth student way back basically me before no because i had him before he was my intern i had actually had him as a student actually when i was in youth he was in kids' church, and I was a kids' church leader. Not really a leader. I just didn't want to be in church, and so we'd go and be leaders because we could get out of service. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was a kids' <laughs> church leader, and then we were in Rangers at the same time. But, you know, Rangers, there's an age difference. But there was one day – I was in Rangers with his brother, but there was, like, one day where something happened where there was a missing teacher or something. So they put two classes together, and we were doing this, like, ring toss game. And he was with us, and we all hated him because he was, like, this little annoying kid who was, like, we were, like, twice his age. And he was, like, did you know that the circumference of the earth is done? So if you do the rings, it's such and such. And then he actually won the game, so it made it even more annoying. <laughs> um, and so he was just, like, Jeremy, he was in our youth group. He was, like, just his little annoying brother. Well, then I became the actual youth pastor, and he was a student. And when I took over, I think when I became the youth pastor – um, I think he had just graduated. So we'd been youth leaders and he was a student. And when we took over, he had just graduated. So I kicked him out of the youth group. I said, you're, you're not youth anymore. I kicked him out. And then six months or a year, it was actually him and another kid. There was two of them that graduated. I kicked him out. But like somewhere, I, th- I think I had said it was going to be for a year, but I think less. I think it was like six months later, we brought them back in as youth leaders. And then when we went up to Paradise, California, um, he then came up, moved up and became my intern and he actually lived there so like we had like here we have the the barn we had an actual house it was a youth house and i I don't know if we talked about this in this show or if we talked about this in geek church i like the thought of that we could build this into a house no this was an actual house like (laughs) like a legit house we had a fireplace kitchen everything so we'd remodeled the kitchen into like a um we were doing tri-tip sandwich store thing the living room was like the the living room and like dining room area were had like become the the youth room basically uh the actual dining room so it was like living room dining room kind of combo one of those open floor plans that was like the youth room um and then the like the little dining room was during the snack stuff this the tri-tip sandwich stuff was like kind of like the lobby area for that where they ordered but then during youth it was kind of like the control room for like that's where we kept we eventually not originally but we moved the computer there to do like worship and stuff like from back it was like the sound booth type thing so um he lived upstairs there was two bedrooms and a bathroom and i originally gave him both bedrooms but he there was like a really long narrow one with like one of those where it's like flat and then the roofs go you know it goes like that we actually have one of those in our attic right now it's lily's room um and he was like 
And I was just starting to use it as a studio. So when he came up, I was kind of bummed that I was going to lose it as a studio, but I was, it was obviously worth it to get an intern. And after being there for a few months, he had never used it. And I was like, dude, aren't you going to use like, cause I thought what he would do is he would use that as like his like loft apartment. And he would have the smaller bedroom as like his actual like bedroom and that long weird room as like a living room. So if he had people over, which I mean, he didn't really, but it, you know, like it was like, his, I, I would have put like my TV, a couch, furniture, that kind of thing, used it as like a living room. So then it was like hallway area, bedroom, and the bedroom was kind of small, but it was just one guy and he spent most of his time working at the church. And so it was fine. And I would, uh, so that's what I thought he would do. And after a couple months, he didn't. And he's like, yeah, I don't really plan on using that. So we made it a studio again. And that's when we moved. So like, if you watch Geek Church, it started off as like downstairs um in the and then we moved it upstairs because we got the studio back and we set a green screen um lit the room on fire with lights once so that was fun that's why i have all led lights now <laughs> so we uh we had fire the old fruit. style yeah we had the old style lights and they'd get really hot and at one point i um maybe two different times actually i think i lit stuff on fire i think once was on purpose to show how hot they were i think i lit a piece of paper on fire and then just threw it in the trash can it was a metal trash can because you know just so got just to show uh, but one time I think I actually set a light down or something and I, I, it at least melted the, I think it melted the carpet. I don't think it was actual fire. So anyways, all I have to say, I have a bunch of really funny stories with intern Jeff and in the past, um, people have loved them. Like I've told them to like students and stuff and they just, he became this like character of intern Jeff and people just thought the stories were hilarious. So I was like, why don't we have a segment called intern Jeff? Not all the time, but occasionally where I tell the story of intern Jeff. And I Does thought Jeff of it. Did know about this? No, I didn't get his permission. Um, <laughs> I didn't even change his name. Like his name is actually Jeff. I didn't need to change his name to protect the innocent, but maybe. No, his maybe name is Jeff. Not. I don't want to protect him. I want to harass him <laughs> for all the dumb stuff. stuff he did as my intern and put me through. No, he was a lot of help. Um, uh, when we started Geek Church, we were talking about Geek, Geek Church back up. We talked about trying to have him in it, and he declined because just right now um, he doesn't even have a computer, and he's just he's not been he's been out of comics and stuff for a while. Since then, he's gotten married, he's moved, he's um, in Indiana now. I, I believe doing youth ministry, and um, and so he's just in another phase of life. He wasn't able to jump in on it. But anyways, all that said, um, this is the first ever Intern Jeff segment, and what we want to talk about the story is when he was first moving up. So Paradise, California, from our hometown of Merced, California, was about a two-hour, I, I can't remember for sure, I, I'll just say it was like somewhere between an hour and a half, two-hour drive or whatever, and he was living at the time at his mom's house, and so he had a room, and everything he had obviously was in a room, and he had a his car was like a some class, like Thunderbird something with the T top. I don't know, whatever. He was very proud of it, um, but it, obviously all of his stuff was gonna fit. So to help him move, um, Pastor let me borrow his truck, and so I could go. Was Pastor Jack Wright was his name. Let me borrow his truck. He's got a good last name. Yeah. Well, I think he spelled it different. How do you spell yours again? With a W. Yo, he his was a w, w, but yo, his was a W, but um. No, yeah, I guess like it's the same -R -I -T -E way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it's the same. So it's it's a good last name. Maybe you guys are related. I actually was gonna ask your mom once about it because, um, not you as much, but like, um, no. There's no Jack that I know of that I. Have I'm trying to think <laughs> of. I don't know, like the resemblance. I mean, your dad and I. I could see they could be distant relatives. So I was gonna ask your. I was talking to your mom one day and I was gonna ask her about it, but then you know how like on Sundays. 
before this. Yeah. Then like someone, you get distracted and you're trying to talk, and somebody comes right in front of your face. Hi, how are you? Suddenly your conversation's over with the other person. <laughs> yeah, or like you have to go do something or yeah, yeah whatnot. So um, all I have to say. So yeah, Pastor Jack Wright, and he gives me his truck to um, go help Jeff move. And I had explained to set this up. I had explained to Jeff. Oh, I didn't. Did I start the timer? I don't know if I started the timer. Well, I we've didn't. already been going for about nine minutes, so we still have an hour yeah. and one minute left. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna set this down to that if I can. So we're gonna go one hour. Part the pardon the intrusion, folks. I'm just gonna set it for an hour. It gives us roundabout time. And then we'll have one minute when the timer goes, dee, 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 dee. we can still be <laughs> wrapping it up. <laughs> okay, so um, I had explained to Jeff, because the church we came from was, I think I talked to you about this, I can't remember what you said, but our church was where everyone was like, who was older was brother or sister. So like we had like brother Posey, um, sister, which it wasn't Linda Posey, it was sister Posey. Like anyone who was like grandparent age was brother last name, sister last name. Um, I don't know if your church was that way, but that's how our church was. It was a very traditional church. Uh, and this is right around the time where pastors stopped. They started switching from being pastor last name to pastor first name. So like like now he it's, it's Pastor Mike, but in the old days, he right. wouldn't have been Pastor Mike. And he would have been what, Pastor um, Melnick. That's what I think. Like Every time that I hear people say Pastor Mike, Pastor Susie, Pastor Jared, I'm like, first names is a no-no for pastors. Yeah, but it's but changed now. It and has so changed. The youth pastor was pastor first name. But the senior pastor was pastor last name. And so, you know, like, it was, he wasn't Pastor Jack. Some people kind of did, but it was, um, I, I guess it was right about the time. So I guess he was Pastor Jack. But we were used to, like, like um, our first home church pastor, It was I, I talked about the whole falling forward thing in a couple episodes ago. Um, he was Pastor Zemanic. It wasn't Pastor Tim. That's just not what we did. Right. And everyone was brother and sister. So knowing that, because he had still been in that church, because when I left, like, he took over some of my stuff, like he took over the media ministry from me, um, actually before we left the church. And so just knowing that he was raised in that as well, he'd been at the church longer than I had. And um, so I told him, hey, this church is a little more relaxed. They don't go by brother, they just go by their name. So for example, one of our board members, his name was Al. I don't even remember his last name because they didn't go by last name. So he was Al, he wasn't brother such and such, he was Al. And I thought it was really, especially for a board member, to call a board member by their first name, was weird, but at the same time, it was normal there. So I wanted to give him a heads up so he didn't come in and be like, and people were like, what is wrong with you, kid? Like, so I gave him, I kind of let him know, hey, they don't really do that here. They're not, they, like, they just go by their name. And so he's like, oh, okay. And I talked about a couple people, gave some examples. So then, like, you know, fast forward a couple weeks, I'm picking him up. I'm, I'm get, picking up his stuff, actually. He wasn't coming up until a couple days later. I think he had to finish up at a job or something. So I drive down over the weekend. We load up the truck. And I'm taking all of his stuff back up. Brandon and I went down. I'm taking all of his stuff back up to Paradise. And he was going to be up there a couple days later. And so as I'm leaving, we have all of his furniture, everything loaded in the back of the truck, tied down, all that stuff. I'm about ready to leave. And we're just saying, hey, you know, bye, that kind of thing. And I'm like, all right, you know, see you a couple days. When are you leaving? Okay, all right, cool. And he, and so I go to leave and he's like, oh, uh, tell Jack I said thank you. And my sister's name is Jack. And at the time was still living in this town. So I was like, for what? I was like, what what do you mean tell jack thank you as like, and i'm like really confused because i'm thinking he's talking about my sister and i'm like i look at him kind of funny and i'm like thank you i was like thank you thank you for what he's like for letting me borrow the truck 
And at this point, I'm still thinking, I'm like, wow, he's really dense. Did he not care? Like, this is pastor's truck. Like, why? Plus, my sister. Oh, I was like, <laughs> okay, Jeff, hold on. Hold on a minute. Let's have a quick conversation. I know I told you they go by first names. Pastor is still pastor. Right. <laughs> I was like, they're not. They don't call him Jack for his name. <laughs> yeah, like you can call him Pastor. You could call him Pastor Jack. He, I don't. He doesn't really go by Pastor Right, but don't just call him Jack. Like he's gonna punch you in the face. Like literally. Like he's that kind of. You know, he's a. He was a cowboy. Like he. He wouldn't have put up with that. Like he would have straight just throat punched Jeff for calling him Jack. And I was like, I, I was so it confused. Really, really bother me personally. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to it now. When I hear people but, walking around yeah. saying, Mike, Susie, I'm like, just just respect them, guys. Well, they and are. I didn't like it because <laughs> that was a cool factor about being a youth pastor is that you got to be called pastor first name. So, like, the fact that I was Pastor Jared and not Pastor Elrod was, like, that was a cool thing. Like, I'm a youth pastor. I'm cooler. I get to be right. Pastor Jared versus the senior pastor. So, like, in my last church, should have been Pastor Helen. But they didn't call him that. They call him Pastor Dan. Well, was, that would be confusing. I'm just yeah. Saying. And I call and I'm, no, but it was I was annoyed because I'm like, well, now where's my coolness factor? If you get to be Pastor Dan and I'm Pastor Jared, you can't immediately tell who's the youth pastor and who's this. You're supposed to be Pastor Helen, and I'm supposed to be Pastor Jared. And you can clearly tell. Oh, Pastor Helen's the senior pastor. Pastor Jared's the youth pastor. So I'm just gonna go around. I'm gonna start calling him Pastor Elrod. No, like it makes me feel. One time, so there was sister. You know, sister, your last name, right? And so after we got married, we'd only been married a couple months, and our pastor, just kind of joking, he we were like saying bye, and he yelled from across the road. He's like, bye, and he he called Brandy, um, sister Elrod, and I'm like, no, 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 sister Elrod. First off, she's dead, and second off, like. <laughs> Sister Elrod's an actual person. That's my great grandma, and like, and and where I we got married, we were There's like eight, be eighteen and nineteen. Same person, though, if they all yeah, but you know what I mean. Church. Like that would be like that would be like calling calling, and this has nothing against my wife. But at the time, we were kids still. We were like eighteen and nineteen. So at this point, Brandy really hadn't done anything. Neither of us had. We were just starting out. But um, like, and nothing against her. It's just like you wouldn't call. Like a new, like let's say a new Catholic nun comes in and her name is Teresa, you wouldn't start calling her Mother Teresa, right? Even if that was her type, you would call her something else because you can't have another Mother, mother Teresa. Even though that if there is like a Mother Superior whose name is Teresa, you wouldn't call her Mother Teresa because there's only one Mother Teresa. And it was like, whoa, you can't call her. Like Sister Elrod died like 10 years ago and there's only one Sister Elrod. You can't start calling other people sister elrod that's just not cool man like that that's disrespectful i could do a whole episode on, on my great grandma she was crazy like when she was in her her 80s well first off when she was in her i just can't get over the fact you actually met your great grandma because oh yeah i grew up going over to her house every saturday morning with my dad because she... i didn't even meet my my dad's parents oh i did know my dad's dad but my dad's mom died before i was born so i knew none of i knew his dad only and then on my mom's side, I've only known her parents. And other than that, I've, I haven't known any. You know any of your great-grandparents? No, oh, I knew great-grandparents, great-uncle. See, Elrod's... So when people say, like, my great-grandmother, I'm just like, whoa. Like, <laughs> I think it's a combination it's of Elrod's lived to be pretty old on an average. Like, they die, they die in their 80s, out. and a, lot, a few of them, you know, make it to their 90s. But most of them are in good health and, and stuff until at least their early 80s and die in their late 80s. Um, and they get married young. So you have people living to be old and getting married and having kids young. You start to have overlap. You start to, so I grew up 
every we lived in the same town as her now she wasn't sister elrod to me she was grandma elrod it was my dad's grandma and we would ride our bikes to her house we had lived in the same town for a while and we'd ride our bikes to her house like every saturday morning she'd make my dad banana pudding because that was like his favorite um i'd eat plums like she'd always had plums and I, I'd, I'd eat like dried plums like they i thought they were like candy and her house was awesome like she had like a vineyard in the backyard but like where it was like a water fountain i thought that was so oh, cool that, that there was cool. an actual water fountain in the yard and the grapevines grew up you felt like you're in like a greek uh, whatever cool. she had awesome. like all kinds of cool stuff you know um it's just it was just really cool and i always loved going over there and we went over there like almost every saturday morning and we would hang out with her we would like i said eat breakfast like you know and she'd make us breakfast and there'd be like banana pudding i didn't like banana pudding so i'd get plums and then like we would do something we'd like do some work on her house type thing so i grew up doing that so i i knew her so when he when he called my like wife of like three months who was like 18 years old sister elrod i was like like all of us stopped and we're like it, it was like he dropped an f-bomb it's like if you were walking out and your pastor was like hey guys have a bleeping day you know and you all would have been like what it was like that we were all like no dude too far too far you can't do that um so yeah that was that intern jeff segment turned into be way longer than i thought it would be <laughs> I, I knew it would but it's, uh, all good. it's, it's, it's whatever good we do as an opening segment is going to be long because it's like we're just starting we're excited to start the episode and we're gonna and then like, and then you start getting toward the end and you're like oh I only let's wrap this up much yeah. time left so i better make it quick but, all right well let's go so ahead and jump into our story new uh, moral is, story just make okay. sure you're respecting your pastor right i think that's the moral of the story <laughs> um let's jump into our news roundup so a couple of stories today we'll go through these first off we have um so, I don't know if you heard about this, but guy has been in a coma for a couple months. He he woke up. I don't. I didn't see what town this is from. He wakes up from his coma, goes to church. I don't. That seemed kind of weird to me why he would just go straight to church. But he goes to church. Clearly, he was like confused or whatever. On a Sunday, no one's there, and he so he freaks out and he, he thinks he gets left behind. How crazy would that be? Like, how much would you be freaking out? Like, you wake up from a coma, being in a coma for a couple months, the whole... Yeah, I would have thought the nurses would have told him. I guess he checked himself out. Like, I don't I don't know the details of how that worked. So, I guess Does he... Does the guy have any family? I don't know. I just know he gets up. He, I guess he checks himself out. He immediately goes to church, <sighs> and, on, and no one's there. I, I, I don't know the details of how long it was, but he goes to church, no one's there, and he, he like... Hat freaks out, thinks he's been left behind. Well, I mean, what would you do in that situation? Like, it, it, to me, it made me think it just of. It brings me back to my childhood memories when I couldn't <laughs> find any of my family members, we, and, and we I didn't have cell phones. Instantly freaked out because yeah. I thought I was left behind. Oh that yeah, all the time. Tw- at least twelve yes. times. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Seriously, all the time. I wake up and I couldn't find my family, and I'm freaking out because I thought I was left behind. True story that happened to me at least four or five times that I can remember. Oh yeah, and then I look out the window and I see that I just woke up late and they're doing yard work, and I'd be like in tears, and my mom would come in and be like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "I thought I got left behind. I need to say the I, I never <laughs> quite broke down into tears. I because I normally would know like so. Uh, I will say though, a couple times I did call my grandma because we didn't have cell phones so i couldn't be like where are you you know type right. thing um so a couple times i did call my grandma because i'm like if if, if she's if here, my grandma's here we're good happen. we're good exactly. <laughs> this isn't grandma elrod this this is 
now my mom's mom. So not my great grandma, Elrod, but this is uh, my grandma. So um, I'm like, I'm going to call her. She's just a couple towns away. And she pro honestly, she probably was the only phone number I knew. So that's one reason I'd call her. And secondly, like me, I mean, I, I probably knew a couple friends, but like, what's that going to do? Right. <laughs> like, Cause I'm like, out of all my friends, I'm going first. So if, <laughs> if I'm still here, that I don't care. That doesn't matter. I'm calling grandma. If she's here, then I know that my parents are just, uh, they just went out somewhere or, or Don't something. Don't let your kids watch the Left Behind trilogy when they're like four or five. Lily's years reading old. the books right now, so oh, those are she's awful. freaking out with it's, like it's all this coronavirus stuff now because she's like, it's like the end of the world. So, it, it is, <laughs> and, but I mean, any any of those movies that you watch. Did you watch one with Nicolas Cage? Oh yeah, the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, like because they like, they, oh, well, they made them, but then like then they did the one with Kirk Cameron, and then they no, did no but they did one with Nicolas Cage though, who's like an actual Hollywood star. Well, he's also oh known you for mean the newer movies. one, like the one that came I out mean, a couple it's years ago, twenty something was... years old. But Nicolas Cage what? was the was the main guy in it. Because I watched the three that had Kirk Cameron in them. Mm -hmm. Those were the three that I. This saw. was later. This was after that. Those were like yeah. '90s when like. But there was one in like 2010, I think, or 12, or something like that. That was that came out recently, but it was a huge flunk. It, it well, because they did, they've done like it's several like reboots. They've done, movie. yeah. I don't want to watch another movie. Greg, I didn't enjoy it the first time. Why would I want to? Seriously, <laughs> it was terrible. I didn't like it at all. I'm like, besides, the only reason I see for those movies is to scare people. Scare tactic? Because I'm like, yeah, we well, should all be ready to go beforehand. I don't, I don't really know. want to know what like, happens after I'm gone. I, I feel like this, <laughs> the, the books, I, never, I didn't really read them. I had a girlfriend at the time who was really big into the books, and she loved them. Um, it's just the movies, like, that would have been hard at the time to do as a Hollywood movie, much less as, like, an independent, like, Christian thing with a they fraction of the budget. Well. Okay, moving on. Um, there's a new law that has been passed. It seems like every day we're hearing about a new law yes. that's been passed. So there's been a new, have you guys heard about this? There's a new law that's been passed um, no that cash. is going to allow, what? <laughs> no cash, right? <laughs> what does that mean? That's the next thing. They're oh, no cash. do is no cash. Um, so there's a new law that's been passed allowing millennials to stay on their parents' Netflix account until they're 35. Because I guess in such a time as this, the crisis, everything going on, um, it's unfair, I guess. Because remember, uh, I just want to uh, stay uh, on my parents' insurance. Well, I'm okay, you, I think I that's where it came from. Because you, you remember, remember when they Obamacare came out? I'm the one who has Netflix. <laughs> but you remember when Obamacare came out and they added like where you could stay in your parents' insurance until you were 26 yes. and all that stuff. Yep. Well, I think that that was the grandfather to this, and so now they've taken it a step further. And as a millennial, you actually are legally allowed to stay on your parents' Netflix account. Because Netflix has been cracking down on this. But it was illegal before because people share accounts. Well, yeah, so, but they've been cracking down, right? So when you first got it, like, there was, a, there was stories of, like, hundreds of people using one account. There were stories of, like, oh, I sell my ex-girlfriend's account, and so I give it out to everyone. There's a limit of six people. No, now, but there didn't used there? to be. There didn't used to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, see, you're young. So used to, <laughs> Netflix was one account, and they weren't tracking devices. So you would sign up for Netflix, and you could use it um, on basically as many devices as you wanted. So what would happen is one, one family member would have it, and they would share their account, and then they'd share it with friends. and then So at one point in my family, I was using my sister's Netflix account, which she was using through her husband, which was actually his mom's account. And then my parents were using it. My other sister was using it. That was just off of that branch. 
And then each other, there were like seven kids in that family. And each of them all had it. Getting into a movie and it being halfway in the middle already. Well, and that was the only downside. That was the only downside was like put it back to the beginning. And your whole go. your history and your like my list were garbage because it wasn't yours. Right. There was like thirty people using the account, and so you would log on and you'd be like. Were you watching that? They're like, no, it wasn't me. But it also, it was You'd actually like, pretty handy because exactly would watch you could that movie. you could get I'm away with watching that. anything, right? Because like we <laughs> didn't even know who all was on an account. So if it was like, were you watching that? Oh, it wasn't me. It must have been someone from the other side of the family that was watching that. So you could get away with watching anything, really. Uh, but it'd be interesting because sometimes I'd, I'd pull it up and I'd be like, I wonder who was watching that. That's a little, that's pushing the limits of. Yeah, but sometimes you <laughs> honestly don't know. You start watching something and go, oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not finishing yeah, this. So, and then if somebody said, are you watching this? I'd be like, well, I started, but I'm not finishing that one. <laughs> you know, though, I do want to say, cause this thing was uh, targeting millennials, but to clear the, set the record straight. I mean, I'm technically a millennial. You're a millennial. Actually, I shouldn't even say technically I am a millennial. I just was the last year. Like. One year earlier than me is the cutoff date. So I'm literally the last year of being a millennial or the first year. I'm the first year of being a, that's all right. I'm the first year, how you would say so it. what are millennials? So it's like 1984 to like 1992 or three oh, or four or something like okay. that. So yeah. we're, we're like, cause you were born in what year again? 94. 94. So we're, you might be Gen Z, but I think you're a millennial. Yeah, you gotta be a millennial. Gen Z. Please let me be millennial. I'm pretty sure you're a millennial. <laughs> so I think we're booking. So like. I'm on, I'm like the first year and you're towards the end. I'd have to look it up to see the exact amount. Um, so we kind of bookend it, but so like Neil's get blamed for everything, right? Mostly because as a whole, we're kind of terrible at a point in time. He doesn't sound so bad. At, at a point in time, we were pretty terrible. Problem is we've kind of grown up. So there's a couple things like they get blamed for everything. Right. And there's things you can go into it. Some of it is just, it, it's said because some of it's true. You know, they don't have the same work ethic as, but they also didn't go through the same things with like, you know, some of the, the baby boomers and even some of the Gen Z's and stuff. Um, and so they get a lot of flack. They're, they're basically called snowflakes. They're lazy. They don't want to work. All these, everything that's like negative is thrown on and blamed on the millennials. But what's interesting is if you actually pay attention to like what a millennial actually is, Almost everything now. So there was a period of time when it was like legit stuff and it, you could argue or whatever. But almost everything that's being thrown on millennials now is actually Gen Z. So like, I don't know if you've seen the things where it's like, uh, oh, millennials out having uh, parties in the middle of the coronavirus. And millennials are like, um, you realize that like the youngest of us are we're like are out of college. Like millennials are now adults starting families with kids. We have jobs. We have massive school debt to pay. We don't have the time well, or the money <laughs> to go out and be partying. So all these millennials that are partying at the beach are Generation Z. They're the college kids. They're the ones partying. We're not. We are now young adults. Like we, we have kids of our own, and we're like said, uh, and we're broke. Us, like <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're broke. We're not. I mean, I'm talking about as as a. There's yeah, millions exactly. of millennials. So as a thing, they're like, we're broke. We don't have the money to be down on spring break partying and all the stuff that you're accusing us of. Do your fact check. So that was kind of interesting. Or like you said, like, oh, I'm a millennial. I don't use my parents' Netflix. My parents use my Netflix. <laughs> so I guess really what the 
the account should be more accurate by saying the law should be that that the parents can use their kids account. yeah or that gen z yes. can stay on a millennial account or, or something like that like every that. millennial account should come with like 10 generation z um so, uh, slots or something too that that's a law that was passed like how that happens i i would feel like it would yeah, be you think they'd have not the government better that. things to do right and does that does that include disney plus now or did that does that get does the disney plus well, get grandfathered in yeah i know it's netflix disney plus but i'm wondering because you know it takes time to pass a law i wonder if, if disney plus gets grandfathered in like or if they're if they escape that or not Okay. Well, anyways, um, our, our next thing, because we could sit there and talk about millennials forever. Um, our next thing. Um, so churches are, are this, this one cracks me up. So churches are starting to, okay, so let's just back up a second. Overnight, all churches are now, with the exception of Florida, all churches are now streaming, right? For the most part. So there had like quickly there was like a mad dash. Ninety-five percent of churches are streaming. Yeah, there was this mad dash for them to all get set up on live stream and how to get out there as a live stream because, you know, it was literally like uh, it was like a Tuesday or a Thursday that they were like, oh hey, you can't have gatherings anymore after Saturday night. Yeah, no Sunday morning. And so it was like, hey, so they were all in a mad rush to get streaming going, and you know it's gone pretty well, but like it, it, it. They've done a good job translating the service over to live streaming, but there's still like something missing. It's not quite there. So what churches are beginning to do to counteract this and counteract what's missing is they're now shipping um, fog machines to their parishioners to to fully finish off that experience. I thought you were going to say that they were sending out those like 3D glasses, like so you could have virtual (laughs) reality. That's what I'm thinking. So you put it on... And it's like you're in the auditorium and you can look around and you can see people around you. No, that would be much too expensive. They're just shipping personal or family, not personal, I guess, family-sized fog machines to fill living rooms with with fog and smoke. Walking into your living room and seeing somebody just like worshiping. Yeah, they have these. Well, I was on Sunday. I'm like, oh, so we're sitting there, right? So we're we're all a family. No, but listen. So listen though. Okay, so we're we're live streaming on Sunday, right? So we're at home. We did it pre-recorded. We do a premiere. So we're at home. We have our TV. Thank God that we got that new TV. You saw our old TV, right? Oh, that was tiny. Yeah. Could you imagine being like quarantined with that thing? And See, the, it would have been horrible. I would have bought, bought a TV. I bought a sound bar because I'm like, yeah. I can't go. And I told you to. And I'm glad I did. And I'm glad you you went out and took. Because I was like, Jonathan, uh, going from a TV speaker to a sound bar is like going from like a, a small TV to the big screen. Plus, TV. I had this really nice stereo system in my room that was kind of old, and the CD player didn't work. But it was a big stereo system. Was What's really the CD good. player? I don't know. It's just wait. You're you're a, you're a millennial. You know what a CD <laughs> is. It's Gen Z that doesn't know what mm. those are. They definitely don't know what cassettes are, but we do. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so I was able to downsize because before it'd be like auxiliary cord to my uh, laptop. Okay. Um, if, and then I got and I didn't have anything connecting my laptop to my TV, so it was like all out of my TV. If it came out of my laptop, it could go there. I got rid of all that. Well, I have good. so much more room in my room because I have a you have more room bar in your room and a um, HDMI cable, so I can just hook the laptop. So it's higher quality than the aux cable so cool. and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you convinced me to do that. I didn't even convince you. I just said it like once. I was like, "Hey, you should do this," and then you're like, and then you like sent me like it was right after the Amazon like did that shutdown of like stuff. You're like, "I'm so glad I'm I ordered." So glad I did it like the day before. But yeah, I think fog machines. That's kind of cool. I, I wish that. I think it's gonna really help the at home experience. Send me one. Yeah, I, I think as though make sure you update your your membership information because it's only going out to members. 
So if you're just like a one of those longtime Wait, visitors, is this like a law that he has to. No, do it's it? not a law. It's just it's just what churches say, are doing. He hasn't said anything. But they're doing me. they're doing uh, base. I think most churches are going off a of membership base. So if you're one of those I am like a member, one so of those I'm lurkers, good. I'm automatically I'm anywhere I go, I never have to apply for membership because getting hired know, on pastoral right? staff just grandfather's doing his membership so like i never have to like transfer or doing that kind of stuff but i mean interviewing to get the job i guess is actually a lot harder so i, I guess it's one of those like but anyways okay so moving on going to the same thing so there's been a lot of time about church and church experience and digital versus real life there's been a lot of concern because we've got communion sunday coming up and it's like well how are we going to do this and how are we going to do communion how do you how do you join together and partake in the Lord's Supper alone, right? It's like, is it going to translate? I don't like where this is going. Well, and it's like, is there even a reason to do it? Well, no, we don't want to lose the you know institution of, of communion, but is it even sacrilegious to do on your, what's the point? Back and forth, back and forth. There's been a lot of discussion and debate. So I guess what um, they pretty much have come up with is, you know, people are creative. Um, communion is actually, they're not going to cancel it. They're actually, communion will be delivered on Sunday by drone to your home, to your doorstep. So again, I think it goes with the same thing. You probably have to be a member or sign up or something. I mean, I think that didn't happen in the Bible, like Elijah. I yeah, think. with the birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah the okay. ravens. So um, instead of the ravens, it's now going to be a phantom because uh, that's the phantom drone. DJI phantom. They're going to be uh, delivering communion. Uh, straight to your doorstep. So I don't know how you that works. Go outside on Sunday morning and look up to the sky and hold out your hand, and it goes. And it just drops it down right to your, your family. Yeah, but you probably have to pre-register so they know how many to bring. Because it well, would be you have. Yeah, they know like you like you said membership. Yeah. You have to update yeah. your membership. And... So everyone go out and update your membership. Maybe maybe do an offering or something so you're on the records. You know they know you're still there. Um, okay, guys, if you haven't noticed, this has been our April Fools. Uh, edition of the news roundup um we were originally going to do the entire episode as like one big like we weren't going to say anything we're going to do the entire episode and you shouldn't have told me before because some of those yeah but you would have started arguing i know but i stacked them to be the most realistic and they started getting less and less realistic to like like i mean that's that's believable like a guy wakes up and goes to church and there's no one there like that is actually kind of believable. That could happen. Like I would believe that happened. Now I think the guy. I'm gonna start thinking think of like that it got shut down. I'd be like, what happened in the time? Like why did my well no? Like I would start drive? thinking of like well what are like you said like well what about his family? Like did, what, he went straight to church. Did he not see any news sources? Oh what would have happened? You know at some point you would have thought like oh when he woke up and checked himself out maybe the nurses would have kind of told him what's going on. So you would have your brain would have been thinking, but you still could have believed it to the point of like really like oh because then you would immediately start thinking how terrifying would that be? No seriously. And then you know you, they keep going on, and then it gets to like the fog machine one, and and the Netflix one is so ridiculous it's feasible. It's like so out there that it it comes back around. It and would it's not almost be, believable. I mean, if 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 the government passed that law, I'd be like. Are you guys it's like, what are you doing? Get Netflix out of a private would industry. would be updating their terms and conditions. It would not be a law that is passed. But I guess the government, you never know. They, yeah. they could do that. Netflix, you have to do such and such. So, speaking of that, okay, so the reason we decided to not do the entire episode, because we came in this morning with the intention of doing the whole episode. We weren't going to say, we, oh, by the way, I pulled all these from Babylonian Bee, a site I actually despise, personally. So, I made an exception. I've never been on it before. Uh, I first saw a Babylonian Bee article back in 2013 or 14, 
I've not one time ever clicked on a link to go so to an article. So I have clicked on them because they have hilarious stuff on there. I've seen a lot of music stuff on there. Like, like the, 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 how about the slide to the baptism at Stephen Furtick's church? I remember that one. Pastors were sharing that like as reason for like why mega churches are bad. That's it's why like, that's I not a real like article. Stuff, but yeah, they're, well, they're... It's, it's just the onion. Do you remember the onion.com? Where I it was a fake news, that. it was a satire. Oh, it's a satire site. Too, now that yeah. you said it. And but, it was always like you know, every so often there'd be like some crazy like Bill Nye the Science Guy story, and you're like that sounded believable. Like he uh, he died doing some experiment, or you're like oh my gosh, and you realize it's the Onion. Right. So we already went through this, you know. Uh, and before. they have stuff on there about artists. Like they'll say that Kevin Max is gonna from DC Talk is gonna join with so and so and so and so, and they're gonna bring back. Well, that's uh, not even that's not even unbelievable because they have been doing weird stuff. I like know, that. but they yeah. say this kind of stuff, and you're you know. So Babylon B, for those listening who don't know, is a satire, like a Christian, I'm not even going to say based, a Christian themed, because I did go to their website last night for the first time, and there's some inappropriate stuff on there. Christian themed inappropriate stuff on there. So I was like, oh, okay, so the fact that I've just blindly hated this site all these years without ever actually looking into them is justified, because I'm now looking at their stuff, and this is kind of terrible. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I have read some of them, but usually they just give me this like, yeah, it has a cynicism that I don't like. I, I'm not a big but. fan of them, thus I've never actually... I mean, I've seen the headlines, but I've never really clicked through. Um, yeah, but I, I will say, I, I didn't actually read any of these articles. I literally just ripped the headlines and then made up the details myself. Like, I didn't even... So I oh, went to... Okay. I typed in Babylonian Bee. I clicked on their website. And, like, where you... I, the only, I, I went from cat, different categories, and I just saw, like, as blog posts, it would show the headlines. And I just screenshotted the ones I thought were cool. I did this last night, uh, and then I rolled over, went to sleep. I was like, okay, I'll you know figure out this more in the morning. And I just came down, took those screenshots, and wrote down the headlines. I didn't read a single article because I figured I literally can come up with a better news story off of the headline than probably whatever garbage they're writing. So all that said, thank you. Uh, thank you, but not thank you, Babylon B, for those headlines. Uh, but now we say the reason we decided to break the the hoax and not do the whole episode as a bunch of fake news stories um i was gonna go in and do like even a fake soap with um the book of enoch which is is jewish a, uh held high respect and a lot it's actually getting really popular now is a jewish lit is jewish literature um and falls into if but it's not canon though Right. So it's not like like the Book of Mormon. Like it wasn't like I was going to use the Book of Mormon or something like that. Well, it like is the actual Book of Maccabees or something like that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Maccabees. I didn't even think about that. I could have like, done that. Maccabees is, is non-canonical, but it does. It's have historical, useful, and it does have. And the problem with the Book of Enoch it. is it falls into it would fall into two categories. If it was canon, it would fall partially into wisdom literature, but it would the problem where you you got to be careful is part of it then also falls into. Uh, prophetic books and because it's not canon and because right, they're prophetic right. you have to be very careful right. so it's like it is jewish wisdom literature but it's getting really popular now especially with like um conspiracy theorists which is actually how i found out about it because i my guilty pleasure is i love <laughs> off the wall like conspiracy theories like I, i'm obsessed with the whole flat earth my favorite one is Antarctica. Like, what's under Antarctica? What is Antarctica? Or is there an ancient race of aliens living well, you there? You that in, like, in <laughs> a lot of movies, they start out with the Antarctic uh, people in the suits and all that, and something shakes and rumbles yeah. underneath and emerges. I mean, that happens a lot in the movies. 
so that's my guilty pleasure. That's how I know. So that's what I was going to do that. But then as I was actually getting all the notes together this morning, um, a news story broke, uh, a very tragic news story broke that is super serious. I feel like I'm now leading up to the next joke. I'm not. This is like a real news. It, it is, this is real. This is what we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode. Um, so this is like our, I think we came up with a new format while discussing this. So we'll basically go from the news roundup to then we'll jump into like the featured story. This is the featured story. This is not an April Fool's joke. You can go Google it. Um, so Hungary or Hungary, we were trying to figure out how to say it before. Like it's, it's, it's not hungry. Uh, yeah, it's not hungry, but I don't know how much emphasis because it's Hungary is how it's spelled and some, but I don't know if it's just supposed to be hungry. Hung, anyways, um, has gone into, well, I have notes here, so let's, let's go through it. So the prime minister, I would pronounce it Orban, O-R-B-A-N. Could be Orban or Orban, or, but I'd say Orban. Um, he's basically seized control of the country. Um, and they're using the whole COVID-19 thing um, it, like as an excuse. And so the headline is basically like, like COVID-19 has taken its first, its first democracy. As I'm saying this, I'm like, what if it actually turns out that this is like a, a April Fool's thing and then we have to recant this episode? But every, it was all over the news this morning and everything was, this is not an April Fool's joke. Dude. This is real. It was like Washington Post, Bloomberg. It was like, um, that real. would be a really, really bad April Fool's joke. And I think it, it would even cross into potentially illegal. Right. Like, I don't yeah. even know if it would be, which actually. probably, if you did say April Fool's, they might remove him from office for saying, look at the panic. And well, not even him, but just as the news article. So everything I saw this morning, because, you know, come on. April 1st, it's breaking that a democracy is now becoming a dictatorship. Um, overnight, it kind of sounds like an April Fool's joke, just in I'm bad just taste. The whole COVID nineteen sounds like a really bad April Fool's joke to me. So, <laughs> so some of the details they're using the whole COVID nineteen thing um, as their reasoning. Um, so they basically declared first they declare a state of emergency. So how their government works is they are so like you know how we have a president, how we can declare war. But we only have, oh, I can't remember the amount of time now. 45 days. 45 days, yeah, and, and before Congress has to back it or it is not legitimate anymore. So as the commander-in-chief, he can quickly declare war. But if Congress doesn't sign it into to beam, then it's like, oh, sorry, uh, I take that back, you know, sorry. Um, which I don't think has ever happened. I think Congress has always ended up backing it because you kind of have to at that point because they're going to now start fighting back because you just attacked them for anyways so they have um as as and i don't know his term i don't know if he's prime minister president uh whatever um he is able to declare like uh as basically their version of the executive office he's able to declare a state of emergency for up to 15 days and then within those 15 days parliament has to um come together and basically agree to like extend it um uh, where yeah, so that but that's kind of how they're going. They don't have. Well, that's the anymore. point. That's the point. So that's how it, it normally works. So they declared a state of emergency. He, they have it for 15 days before they have to come and they have to basically legitimize. Oh yes, we can extend the state of emergency. You know, they have to kind of agree. Well, they've passed this new law where um, it's basically that it, it allows them to be in a permanent state of emergency as long as they seem fit like they don't have to keep getting it approved by parliament they can just stay in a state of emergency and he basically goes from elected leader to dictator 
to the point where they even they've they've made two new laws. How can he do that? I, I just don't understand how. Well, they, they got voted in. Do that. that would be like if so they voted for him to. Be yeah, they voted this in. So they basically voted their own freedom away. So it's like, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll vote. Okay, yeah, now we have no. So in this now state of emergency, he's essentially had a um, right can do whatever it needs without parliament, including changing their constitution. So they've passed because in this they passed two new laws going along with this. Um, two new laws. One is which, uh, if you interfere with the quarantine, you get five year jail sentence. Oh my gosh! So if you interfere with the quarantine, five year jail sentence, eight years if someone dies as a result. So you really just don't want to go out. People. Yeah, I, I mean, why would you leave your house? But that's kind of the point: is to have the fear. The second law is. Um, spreading misinformation or fake news is now also a crime that can be prosecuted. So that sounds well and good, but it can also be, think about it. Anyone who disagrees with me, I mean, think, think about that if that was in this country. I mean, Trump calls everything he doesn't like fake news, right? Now, granted, he's right a lot <laughs> about a lot of it. But not all the time. He, he basically just says everything CNA, CNN says is fake news. I'm sure I don't watch CNN. Um, I have some very well-respected people. I don't really watch any news up until this last couple weeks. So I don't watch Fox News. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch local news. If I want news, I basically go to either like uh, Ben Shapiro or Stephen Crowder or I read I an article. Into Facebook, tells and you yeah, I get everyone else's right? opinions. <laughs> I never read the news either. I so now, but that. imagine if anyone who's reported something that Trump deemed as fake news could then be prosecuted. So that's basically how it is in this country. Anything that is spreading false news. So they are already, because this is getting signed in, they have now already turned. Um, see, I wrote it down here. So those two notes, five years in prison. Okay, did that one. Um, cannot spread misinformation or fake news. So they are already now starting to prosecute a, opposing political opponents for criticizing the government on being too slow to respond to this. So they pass this law, and boom, immediately, they're arresting all of his political opponents because they've criticized the government. So they'd be like, again, put it back in America, uh, America terms. This would be like, we pass this law, and boom, every reporter and every news station who has criticized, the, which we just, actually tomorrow, we recorded yesterday, but tomorrow's episode, we're going to show a couple clips about Trump um, kind of masterfully actually dealing with um uh, some political opponents like or uh, news reporters calling out the inefficiency of the government responding and and, and whatnot and um it was very pointed very politically biased and he kind of shuts them down it was actually kind of awesome i'm pretty excited about tomorrow's episode uh so under this law he would all those people all those reporters could be prosecuted because for nothing else than or like uh, for example uh bernie and joe biden Boom, prosecuted because they've criticized the government. Like we always say, well, we have our First Amendment right, but if this person's a dictator and they have access to change the Constitution, they just pull that out and yeah. suddenly you have no freedom to speak. Yeah, now I do want to clarify because we have a couple of you listeners who I just know are going to take the fact that we used America as an example and say this is happening in America. This is not happening in America. This is in um, Hungary. Hungary. Hungary, Hungary, Glen Gary Ross. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, and it was a uh, it was a uh, a country that is a democracy 
They had parliament, which is basically their version of like Congress. They're a little different, but you know, if you're familiar with like England and stuff like that, it's the right. same, it's a similar system. And again, I don't know all the details about their I political mean, system. America modeled after England. Yeah, we just a changed a few things to, to. We changed the names. We of changed names. Structure. Um, and, and some, but ironically though, because we left because of the tyranny of the monarchy, and ironically, our. Uh, president, the the president in our country and the executive office is the word I was looking for, actually has far more power now than the the actual king or queen does back in England. So we left because they had too much control. But we now have a situation to where I looked it up once. So um, the king or now queen um, of England, her actual position is. Equal. She's just basically the face. Well, and it's so I was like, well, what is the actual? So it's about equal to our chief of uh, chief of state, so or chief of staff. So like Hillary's old position, what Hillary Clinton was. Oh, okay. That they're about equal positions. Because I always heard people say, oh no, it's nothing. It's basically nothing more than chief just of state. like a yeah. show. Like people like the king and queen. But there there the is some stuff family. that goes with it. Yes, okay. but there is still some. But it's I not like not it's they're not the president. They have a prime minister, which is like our president. Regardless, yeah, they're influential, but like influential in more in like not actual legal authority in a political popularity type thing. They can sway the opinion. So, anyways, so um, this I have to point out this similarity. So, first off, just to say this is not happening in America. This isn't something that's coming to America. We were just I was giving the example to put it because some of you may not understand. You know, our target audience is mostly going to be teenagers. Some of them maybe aren't paying attention in history class or haven't got there yet. So, like, what does Parliament mean? What does uh, this mean? So that's the whole idea. Is they, I, we, I put it into like, oh, this would be like if this and President Trump could do this and Congress did this. I'm not at all insinuating this is going to happen in America or has. This is all this other country. Um, but I have to make this similarity. What it feels like to me from reading, and I'm going to go and do more research, and we'll probably do some follow-up episodes on this next week because I'm sure there'll be more. Um, for example, the European Union is now con- like calling to like kick them out because they're now this democracy or they're now a, a dictatorship, and um, and so I'm sure we'll be doing updates on this story as time goes on. Um, but this is just breaking as of like last night as I, I woke up to this. Um, I have to point out the similarities to Star Wars. When the chancellor got voted in, um, voted emergency emergency measures to be um, permanent, because he was a, an elected official from the Senate, the Galactic Senate. Um, if you remember so the movies, I've seen that part, but I'm not as far as what you're going to say. Okay, yet, okay. Well, you have you I've seen the original ones? One. Have you yes. seen the original ones? Oh, I saw the original. Okay, so you know the Emperor Palpatine, right? The yeah. the Emperor. I know the original. I watched the the. Oh gosh, I can't. The New Hope one is the one that I started with, the original one, like the one that came out in the seventies or eighties. And then I went back because they told me people were telling me, "No, you gotta watch the prequels first, even though they came out later." No, I think you should so, watch. You should watch four, five, six, one, two, three. So I was told seven, I gotta eight, watch one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, you can, you can. Um, and story wise, it is that is a chronological order, but. Um, so I've seen one and four, technically. That's, that's all? That's all I've seen so far. Dang. Okay, well, um, <laughs> Go ahead. spoiler okay. alert, but not really. You know how in no, one... I know quite a bit. You know how in one, like, he's this, like, yeah. nice grandpa-like guy. And but I then know you because see... at the end of it, they said something like, mm-hmm. they always come in groups of two. The only problem is 
who's the second one, yeah, and they look right over him. him, and it's like, okay, you you now know yeah. this person who is supposed to come in and help them is ultimately going to... And so he starts as a senator yeah. in Naboo, from Naboo, one of their senators, and then he gets voted in as the chancellor, and the chancellor is basically like the prime minister. And because of the Civil War, um, he gets voted in, like... Permanently, basically, let's suspend democracy so that way we can win this war better. Because and so he becomes like the permanent chancellor with no, and, and they they basically, uh, and then he goes in and he takes more and more control. They get rid of the Senate. Um, in fact, if you watch the one uh, episode four, um, when she's like, "Oh, the Senate," well, he's like, "We've dissolved the Senate." There's a line in there about that, like we've completely dissolved it, like it's not there anymore. The Galactic Senate is gone, and it becomes the Empire essentially. So it goes from the Galactic Alliance to the empire and it all becomes so it, it seems very 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 similar to this like hey i'm the elected official um i can do certain things but if i want to do two drastic of things we have to go and actually have parliament galactic senate parliament congress whatever you know former governors vote on it to approve it hey in in the name of expediency in the name of fighting this crisis let's grant our elected leader temporary um official powers Though we can't take him back, just knowing that he will eventually give them back because he'll have supreme control and he can in his supreme control. The only person who has ever done that is George Washington. No leader ever has ever done that except for George Washington. George Washington was voted in as the president for life. He basically was the king of America. And he. the only reason we, we don't have a, uh, an American monarchy is because he said, no, we don't. He was given the American monarchy, basically. And he went in and he said, first off, do not call me your excellency. That was his first, it wasn't Mr. President. It was your excellency. He's like, no, let's not do that. And then he was in for life. And there were, I don't think there were rules about like, I think his, his family could have come in. So uh, maybe not, maybe that was one of the original things, but he was in for life. And he, after X amount of time was like, guys, we need to put a limit on this. We need terms. They came up with term limits. That wasn't originally, they came over, they started America. We won our freedom. And they basically made a nicer version. We had an American monarchy. And George Washington could have, if he was a different person, could have easily become the first king of America and we'd have a completely different government. But because he's first put in some stuff and he set some precedents, um, it completely set us on a different path. So um, I don't know anyone anymore who's at the level of George Washington. Like, you really think anyone? He's the only person I know in all recorded history who's ever had supreme, for the most part, um, supreme power who's decided after to step down and, and, and turn it back. No one else has ever done that. So you really think this guy is going to then go, okay, the state of emergency is over. Um, it's been really nice being able to do whatever I want in my country, but now I'm going to step back and I'm going to now sign into law that we go back to the way that thing. No, he's not going to do that. And now he can affect the constitution, think, but it's never happened. He's going to pick his successor and then they're going to pick their successor. And unless there's a civil war, like they're, they're now this insane, it, it, it the whole thing is crazy and it's baffling. And it, it, it's terrible to be honest and i mean how long before there's some war now how long before like could this be the star world i'm speculating i'm not saying we're in a war but like it's just well, the, all i think of is uh, matthew 24 jesus says when you hear of wars and rumors of wars uh, yeah i didn't mean to start a rumor of war i didn't mean to start oh, i take that back I, I retract my statement i'm just saying <laughs> i when you read matthew 24 where he talked about this happening this happening this happening you think oh that that's that sounds like terrible stuff well it's literally all happening right now and he just goes through it. He's like, 
pa uh, famines, pestilences, earthquakes, um, all this stuff. Men's hearts fainting them from fear, or men fainting from fear. Um, you know, wars and rumors of wars. All this stuff that he says. He says, but the end isn't isn't near. And I, I think it's in Luke actually, because it doesn't say it in Matthew. But he does say, when all these things start to happen, look up and lift up your head because your redemption is drawing near. So we're actually supposed to go, not I'm afraid, but hey, the end is coming near. Jesus is coming back. We're sooner now. We're closer to his return than we mm -hmm. were before. Mm -hmm. And that is supposed to be our hope through all this is and that comfort, Jesus is yeah. coming back to redeem us. We got work to do <clears throat> on this earth before that. Yeah. Let's jump into our scripture that kind of goes with this. So, um, First is Psalms 46, 6 through 7. Uh, Jonathan sent this to me. Uh, we have two scriptures because I'd had Romans 8, uh, 38 and 39, which is the whole what can separate us from the love of God. We did a whole episode about this. It just reminded me in the midst of this is, you know, what can say, even if your government changes on you overnight and, and become goes from your protector to your enemy, like what can separate and us? Even, even in the midst of persecution. Separate me from the love of Christ? No, it just expedites the process of being closer like... to God. <laughs> like, oh, I've been working on getting right, more righteous and holiness and growing as a Christian. And hey, I've now arrived. Thank you, Seriously. government. You've helped me uh, obtain perfection. Now you know why <laughs> I've heard the stories of people who went to heaven and they didn't want to come back. Because you're yeah. there. Yeah. You've made it. You know for sure I'm here with Jesus. I wouldn't want to go back. Yeah, the transition is the scary part, right? Of like, oh, you know, like the Marines have the saying, like, everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. And it, it's that, like, everyone, like, even as Christians, oh, I can't wait to get to heaven. I just don't really want that road trip to get there, you know? So it's like, oh, I'm already there. Well, of course I don't want to go like, back. I, I hope I have the most painful form of death possible, but I don't mind dying. You hope you have the most painful form of death possible? Did I say that? Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking through. I have. I have you mean these, painless. That's what I meant to say, but I'm thinking through these conversations I've had with people where they're like, well, I think if I was shot, that would be less painful than XYZ. I'm like, uh, pretty much they're all painful. Well, actually. <laughs> Unless you just go peace, peacefully. No, actually, yeah, as a believer, we don't have to deal with that. There's actually, and I never heard this until like in this last year. Yeah, I'd have to go and study it to look up the scriptures, but about how as a believer, um, how we're transported to the throne of grace. Like we don't go through, like we're not going to have a memory of that. So like those last moments of like where you hear about non-Christians, like calling out and crying out in their last moments of, you know, and stuff like we basically will die all that painfulness part of that. Like we're not going to like have, we're not going to remember that last part of death. We're not going to, the, the pain of actual death of being ripped from our bodies of going into, you know, eternity um that jarring terrifying experience we're actually not gonna have to suffer that because as soon we're gonna instantly be well think about stephen he's getting stoned and this is acts chapter 7 if you guys don't know um he's getting stoned just because they don't like him basically and he calls them stiff-necked that's mm -hmm. why they're stoning him first martyr recorded in scripture and then he says like, Lord, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And then he looks up while they're stoning him and he sees Jesus on the throne. He says, I think he says, Lord Jesus. Didn't, it was either him or Jesus. I might be getting mixed up. Lord Jesus, receive my that's, spirit. I yeah, that's Jesus. What? See, I just he may remember, say the same thing, but yeah, like he, see, literally, he, he literally saw Jesus on the throne. And he wasn't having to pass him, through all that other right stuff. right up at Jesus. And that's just so amazing. Jesus sitting there like overflowing with joy. That's all he sees. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I should probably read Psalm 46. Yeah, Psalm 46, <laughs> uh, um, 6 and 7. So this, um, 
I recommend, guys, that you read the whole chapter because it's really comforting. He wanted to read the whole chapter, and I was like, that's I didn't too say much. read the whole chapter. I just said, You're like, well, we'll read the verses and necessary. then go back and talk about the whole chapter. I'm like, well, it's like a whole, we have 10 minutes left. We, don't, we can't go through the whole chapter. That'll take too long. <laughs> but um, read Psalm 46. And it says in the Passion Translation, this is Psalm 46, verses 6 through 7. When the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Here he comes, the commander, the mighty lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. I mean, that's, that's encouraging. When you yeah, hear stuff so like nations are falling, um, we have a global pandemic, uh, nations are falling, economies are collapsing, stuff like that is, is reassuring. Read it, it one more Jesus time. I think is, we should read it again. When the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Here he comes, the commander, the mighty lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. So God is going to win. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. I just, like, I can't read the whole chapter, but <laughs> I will say, you know, this is the chapter, you may have heard this verse, they, you know, a lot of people quote it, um, where it says, God says, be still and know that I am God. And he says, I will be exalted in the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God's going to be exalted. And he's saying, don't be afraid. Don't be panicking. Just rest, be quiet, and trust in me. And so read Psalm 46. If you're feeling that um, fear, panic, anxiety about all that's happening, this encouraged me so much this morning. Yeah. We've, we've got about um, nine minutes or so left. So I want to wrap up with our, our last thing um, just to end on just one last thought. Um, so I don't know if you heard. Well, I know you heard because we talked about this morning. Uh, but they've officially, I guess, I don't know if everywhere, but at least in New York, they've officially canceled spring break. Not that there's much to do if you had break. And that was what you said this morning, and that was my first thought. And when Brandy told me, um, and then uh, Pastor Susie talked about it in the MV Church talk last night, and then Brandy had mentioned it, and I was confused at first. I'm like, I didn't know what that meant. Like, what do you mean they canceled spring break? She's like, oh, they canceled spring break. Like, you know, it's coming up. They, they canceled it. I'm like, no, they didn't. You can't cancel spring break. They're already home. And so, like, I literally couldn't wrap my mind around first. I'm like, you can't can't. When they're not going to school and they have a holiday where they don't have to go to school, you, you can't cancel it. That it, that doesn't make any sense. They're already home. And she's like, no, because they're still doing schoolwork. Um, different forms. Some have packets. Some are having to log in every day. Some have to log in and talk to their teacher once a week. Um, but they still have schoolwork that they have to do and upload and they're being held accountable for. And so they've canceled spring break. So a lot of parents were expecting a week. A lot of parents have been having a hard time, right? Because you go from... Uh, I work full time. My kids go to school. We have our whole routine down. And then all of a sudden I'm now home. I'm quarantined and I'm now teaching my kids. And so there's been lots of reports of how stressful it is and fights breaking out and how uh, the struggle it is. And so a lot of parents were looking forward and students looking forward to spring break so they could just take a break, take a week off, not have to do schoolwork, not to fight all day, not to struggle. Uh, I don't know how to do my math. Why well, I, I can't help you? Did I, like all that that tension and fighting. They were like looking for a respite, basically a break from that. And now it's not. Now they still are expected to be doing schoolwork throughout that week. So I didn't understand it at first either. Um, so that in that context, I guess that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Like it, it's like the difference of saying, "What do you mean your vacation was canceled? You work from home. You're always on vacation." No, I'm not. I'm working every day. Right. Uh, the, so the difference is instead of having to get up in the morning, log in. 
do that, you know, staff meeting through Zoom, work all day, submit my reports, submit my timesheets. I could sleep in. No, I don't have to. I'm not saying I do all that. I'm just giving like a corporate example. Uh, I could sleep in, get up, you know, maybe take the dog for a nice long leisurely walk if the weather's nice. You know, have my cup of coffee, watch some Netflix, hang out with the family. Uh, now, oh, nope, that vacation was canceled. So it'd, it'd be similar to that. Like, because again, I, I had the same thought as you. Is like, what? How do you cancel spring break when they're not in school? That's that's the details. And they're of probably it. doing it too because they want the kids to actually be able to graduate. Because I've heard that concern. Like, well, how am I going to graduate if I don't? Yeah, and I mean? but that that also confused me because that would make perfect logical sense. Because one of the, the things they said is they're trying to use, they're doing it to make up days, and they're trying to use all the all their holiday days and all of their snow days to try to make up the missed days. But I had heard one, I know that they've dropped the testing requirements this year, but I'd also heard, I heard our governor say it in a live briefing that they're dropping the 128 day requirement. So I was confused of why they are, if they, cause you have to have 128 days of school and stay in New York in order for it to count as a school year. But if they drop that, if they're not upholding that, why then are the schools trying to still keep, hit that mark if they've just, so that confused me so i understand the logic behind canceling spring break if they had to hit that 128 days they're trying to use all their snow days and all their everything they can but if that's not a requirement this year i don't know why and i haven't done the research just to find out why because but so um i don't know maybe we'll do an update on that next week too um because that's interesting to me of why would that matter <laughs> i don't know yeah but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for families. Um, it won't really affect my family personally because we were already planning on working through spring break because we started the school year late because of oh, our move. Okay. So when I set up um, the online curriculum, I didn't factor. Now, the, the system automatically factored in like national holidays, like President's Day, Columbus Day. So it doesn't, how it works is every day it, it has an amount of work they have to do. And it divides it up between the school days. So I set up that we have Monday through Thursday is school days. It doesn't assign work on Friday. So Monday through Thursday, so it counts how many days there are. And I set the time period and it divides up the work. So that's how many things get assigned each day. And then it goes in and it just automatically doesn't assign work on those holidays. But I didn't add in a spring break because we were starting late. Because when our school, back in Virginia, the, the day that they were supposed to start school, I don't think we'd even come out here and interviewed yet. <laughs> so everything was up and up and air. Lot of, a lot of places start school in August and we're late. We start like first week of September, but most. Yeah. I don't think we started August. until it was either like the end of September or it, it, like the first week of October. So we started late. So like I didn't factor in like when I set that up, I didn't put in spring break. And I honestly, I didn't even put in summer break. I have it go, well, kind of. I have it go all the way to the end of June, which is different here. For us, June is our, depending on what school did, for us, most years, June 1st or to June 3rd was like our like our last day of school. So right. here, though, they still go partly through June. They and do. I kind of knew that. So I set it up to where our school went all the way. So July 1st is our first day of holiday. So for us, we already didn't have spring break. So it doesn't really affect our family personally. And again, I didn't realize why it would affect anyone in the beginning. But now realizing like when you're like thinking, oh, just got to get a little bit further. We're going to have that break. We're going to have that break. And then to not have that break. I can see as being really, um, really disheartening, especially being a parent who works all the time and 
because I know, like, I, I started doing some studies and stuff again, and it's like, just a lot of the stuff you just forget. If it's not important, something that you use every day, you forget. And then to have to teach someone else yeah. something that you forgot, you literally have to learn yeah. it again with them. Yeah, because so you can't... your job, trying to learn their material so you can teach it to them is, yeah, that's definitely... Like, if your kid brings you and goes, hey, I'm having a problem with number seven on my math work, can you look at it? You have to go back and learn that whole lesson. Right. If you're lucky, you may have to go back and learn everything. Like, if you don't know anything about algebra, you don't remember anything. And so it's not like you can sit there and go, okay, let me look at this for you. No, my dad could because he's really good at math. Um, so a lot of parents are struggling because they're like, I have to then go spend two hours to learn their lesson just to help them with one question when normally the teacher would just know this stuff and be able to just jump in to help them. So um, it's, I guess, the, as they say, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. And they were looking for a break, and now they don't have it. So that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, what's what's the I, – I, we don't have an official word of when school's back in yet, right? We're all just speculating. It has been canceled for the rest of the year as far as I heard. But is that official or is that, it's is that speculation? It's at colleges. Well, yeah, at okay, colleges. colleges. But regular schools, though, didn't they – they just extended it uh, – it's Cuomo, not Kumo, right? It's Cuomo. I, see, I can't pronounce it either. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was Kumo, I thought it was Kumo, but no, it's Cuomo. Yeah, I think it's Cuomo. Cuomo. Because I, I was saying Kumo, and Brandy's like, um, he's Italian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's going to be pronounced. Like, you're not going to just. That's not going to be a silent. So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Cuomo. Yes. But well, so I think that they've been doing like as like we'll see, we'll keep extending it where everyone kind of knows that they're probably not going back this year. I don't think it's official. Uh, Virginia just announced. I think I was telling you yesterday um, that their whole stay like staying home quarantine going until June June tenth. Someone else then later put out one with the third, and so now I think a lot of people think the whole thing's fake. Um, but yeah, it said June tenth, and like with crazy restrictions. How many of these things could actually be April Fool's jokes? <laughs> well, I mean, governments aren't going to be putting out April yeah, Fool's jokes, true. so. All right, well, we should wrap up. I'm going to stop this before it does that annoying beep. Um, so that brings us to the end of our show, guys. Thank you for uh, watching. If you haven't already, I don't know where you're watching this, but um, go, to, uh, go to Youth Factor and search YouTube. No, go to YouTube and search Youth Factor uh, and subscribe to us on YouTube. We now do have a video version of this podcast. It's now an actual show. You can watch it there. If you're already there, go to your favorite music place, basically. We're on just about all of them. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, um, and check us out daily in VS and subscribe and leave a comment. Oh, I didn't come up with the question of the day because that's something we just added. Oh, no, we don't add that till tomorrow. So I'm good. Mm. We don't need it yet. <laughs> um, tomorrow <laughs> we did. Hilarious. We have already recorded the episode. Uh, it is going to be on. What did we talk about yesterday slash tomorrow? We talked. Um, we Oh, because we have we did our news stories. and it, Oh, it was Trump. It, oh, and yeah, how to deal I was with say peacemakers. Yes, peacemakers. Trump dealing with some nasty reporters. Um, it's going to be a good episode. I was really happy with and it. There's a question of the day. That there's a question of the day. Answer. And then Friday's episode is going to be kind of like our backstory and of what led us in up media, to here. Yes. Our backstory in media, it's going to focus on our media side. There'll be some ministry stuff, but focus really heavily on the media side, what caused us to then start our own political slash Christian worldview. Bibli I'm not going to say Christian. Biblical worldview, um, political commentary show slash encouraging words. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.